Amen. Paul is writing, as I said, thank you, ushers, to the Philippian, to the Philippian church. And he's writing to them to thank them for their support of him. While in prison, you had to take care of your own needs. Isn't that something? And at one point, he was in house arrest, and he had to provide for himself. And this little church, amen, loved the pastor so much that they supported him. They met all of his needs. And Paul saw something in these people that was very rare. They were a gem. There was something about their heart, amen, that was different than all of the other churches that he had started. Now, when it comes down to stepping up in our lives, the one thing that you and I have to really understand is that you and I have to see that there's something wrong before we can step up and do something about it. Oftentimes, we don't see anything wrong when we're living in a condition, amen, where we've become comfortable. Do I have anybody? And oftentimes, when we become comfortable, we become okay with mediocre. Amen. We, we, we become okay with just enough. We do just enough to get by. Come on, somebody. Amen. We, we could get an A, but we'd rather settle for a B because we're passing anyhow. I wish I had somebody. And oftentimes in life, amen. Thank you, Lord, for answering our prayer. <laughs> amen. And oftentimes in life, we, we, we seek to find the answers Amen. We seek to find answers, but we're not getting the answer that we want. And it seems as if, amen, we're stuck where we are. I don't know about you this morning, but uh, the question I have for you is, are you on the sidelines of life? Are you just standing on the sidelines? Are you in the game of life or are you just standing off on the sidelines, looking at everything go past you. Opportunity, come on somebody, uh, you know, advancement. And you're sitting there saying to yourself, I wish I could, but I can't. And every excuse in the book is there, amen. I tell my kids all the time, an excuse is not good enough, amen. An excuse is a what? A lie, an excuse is a lie is a reason wrapped up in a lie amen and oftentimes that's what we do we give ourselves a whole bunch of excuses of why we can't step up paul writes to them and 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 and, and the other question i have for you today is do you feel like your life is flashing by you right in front of you and you want to get involved and you want to live up to your true potential but it seems like you can't well today i got a word from god for you i got a word from god that can help you that can encourage you amen to step up and so as we look at the context of this passage paul is writing to these people to thank them Amen. For what they had done for him. 
you know, uh, the, this church, you would think that what, when you look at the outside, you would think that they did not have what it takes. And sometimes the enemy will allow you to see your life from a position, amen, of disadvantage. I wish I had somebody. He'll have you to look at your life and say, man, you know what? I can't. I can't do any better. But God says you can. That the Bible says greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. That you are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. That I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. But saints, I want to tell you, knowing all of that, and then when you leave here to live that, there are two different realities. Do I have anybody? There are times where I, I'm not sure about that. I'm being crucified with Christ. feel like I'm being crucified now, which I had somebody. Amen. There are times when I wonder and I say to myself, Lord, why so much pain? Why so much suffering? Why so much disappointment? Why, why does it feel like this? I know what you say, that God works all things together for the good. I know what you say about that, but Lord, stepping up is one thing that I, I try to do it from time to time, but I find myself stepping backwards rather than stepping forwards. Have you been there before? Amen. And listen, I want to tell you something. God has a plan for you. And from the way I look at this passage, from what I see in this passage, I see something so amazing. The question is, what would you be willing to attempt for God if you knew that you would not fail? That's a good question. What would you do for God? Amen. Or attempt to do for God if you knew that you would not fail. May I say this to you, saints? You are not a failure. Come on, somebody. You are not a failure. And if any man is in Christ, he has a new mind. He has a new heart. But what the enemy wants us to do, he wants us to be consumed with life's disappointments. Do I have anybody? And life disappointments has a way of taking you out of the game and putting you on the sidelines of life saying, woe is me or I wish or I could have. But I want to tell you something today. God is faithful. Whatever God has began in you, he will finish it. Whatever God has planned for you, it will come to pass. The devil may have it on hold right now, but God says what I have for you is for you. And nothing will stop my plan for your life. Oh, I thank God for those odds. I thank God that, yeah, Satan may show you stuff from his vantage point, but I promise you when you get close to it, you'll realize it's a counterfeit. Do I have anybody? And so don't you buy that lie. Don't you fall for that. God, listen, you know, you know I was reading a story about the cocoon coming out of the shell. 
and, 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 and he was trying to come out of the shell and the man went over and broke the shell open but he handicapped, come on somebody, the cocoon because he helped him. See, what happens with the cocoon when it's coming out of the shell, it needs to go through the pushing and the pressure and the, yeah, the struggle and the, come on somebody, and the pain and the disappointment and stopping and trying again so that when it breaks forth, it will be fully developed. And could it be that God has you, come on somebody, in a holding pattern right now that what you're going through is part of his development process for your life. It's part of what he has for you. It's part of what he is doing to make you better, to make you wiser, to make you stronger, to make you the man or the woman that he wants you to be. Do I have anybody here this morning? that you've been going through some struggles. You've been struggling with your health. You've been struggling with your finances. You've been struggling with your faith. You've been struggling with your family. You've been struggling, amen, with, with your husband and your wife. You've been having troubles in those areas with your children. But I want to tell you something. Part of that struggle is to make you stronger and not weaker. And if someone comes along and helps you, you ever notice that when a person gets help, what happens to them? They go right back. Come on, somebody. But if they struggle through it, if they, if they, if they hold on and they figured it out and they, there's nothing wrong with helping somebody, but sometimes God is saying, let me help you. So trust me. Depend on me. Try me. Paul says to this church you will not fail and the reason why I know you will not fail is because of your character look at verse 1 he says Paul and Timothy bond servants of Christ Jesus to all the saints in Jesus who are in Philippi Look what he says. He says, including the overseers and the what? And the deacons. The pastors, and let me say, if you're a deacon in church, you hold an office. It's not, you're not just a brother. If you're a pastor, if you're a preacher, you hold an office. And what Paul, who Paul addresses first, he addresses the leader. And look what he says to them. He says, to you all, he says, grace to you. You know, that's the one thing we all need. And the reason why we haven't fallen off yet is because we have God's grace. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's only because of his grace. You know, when the, when the, when the, song, when the songwriter says, oh, amazing grace. Come on, somebody. It's truly amazing. Paul greets them. This is a standard greeting, but he greets them. He says, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. He says, I thank my God in all my remembrance of you. You know what Paul is saying? I reflect back to how good you've been to me. The question is, and may I ask you this? What will you be remembered for? 
There's some people that's been part of this ministry over the last 11 years when I th they're not here. When I think about them, I have good thoughts about them. And I want to say this to you. Life may be tough right now. You may be struggling in an area, but listen, that doesn't give you the right to stay on the sidelines. You have to make your mind up that I'm going to step up. I'm going to stop accepting excuses. But guess what? With God's grace and with the peace, come on somebody, it brings you to a place where you become what God had intended you to be because grace pushes you forward, peace keeps you in line. Come on, somebody. And the mercy of God will show up right on time. Do I have anybody? The text says, I, I thank God, what? In all my remembrance of you, Verse 4, always offering prayer with joy in my every prayer for you all in view of your participation in the gospel. You know what Paul was saying to them? That word participation there is the word for partnership. Paul praises them and now he thanks them for their participation. You know what? How they participate in the gospel? When they supported him. When they made sure that all of his needs were met. I wish I had somebody. You see, that's another way to step up. And when you step up in your participation in the gospel, you're setting yourself up for a blessing. I wish I had somebody. Listen, listen. Paul says, when I pray, I got joy. And the reason I have joy is because I remember that when we partnered together, come on somebody, when Pastor Baines came over here and you partnered with me, come on somebody, you made a promise. You, you partnered in the gospel. Look what he says. He says, from the first day until now. Not only did they partner with Paul, but they were prepared, watch this, to be faithful to the end. Paul says that whatever they started, they continued. Let me go on, let me go on, let me go on. Look what he says in verse 6. And now, in verse 6 now, he says this about them. He says, for I am confident of this very thing. Now, given the context now we understand what he is confident about. See, there's some people I am sure they're going to make. There's some people, listen, I, I can look at you right now, I know you're going to make it. And I'm not talking about worldly success. I'm talking about overall success. Right? He says, but I'm confident that, that there's something about you. Amen. By your actions, by your appreciation, come on somebody, by the way you appear before God, he says there's something about you. See, not everybody's going to step up. But he says, I'm confident of this very thing. Watch what he says. First thing he says, first point I want to make here is that 
You have to believe that God is with you. See, because if God is with you, then you will step up. See, I asked you a question. If you can do anything for God, if you know whatever you attempt to do for God, you can do it and succeed, would you do it? See, but what happens to a lot of people is that in the midst of their adversities and trials, watch this, the first thing they cut off is God. The second thing they cut off is their support for the kingdom. The third thing they cut off is the kingdom in that order. But if you're going to step up and do it courageously, you got to believe that God is with you. Paul says, here's why I know he's with you. Because from the first day that you started with me, Lord have mercy. From the first day you got in the race, from the first day you joined up and partnered with me, you've been faithful. Saints, I want to tell you this. God rewards faithfulness. I'm going to say it one more time. God rewards faithfulness. The faithful will succeed. The faithful will overcome. And if you're going to step up, you got to believe. Listen, some of you are getting ready to start school. Some of you are getting ready to start a new career. Some of you want, want to attempt a business. Some of you want to move forward in, in, where, in where you are right now in your company. I want to tell you something. If God is for you, then who can be against you? Come on, somebody. The battle is not yours. It's the Lord's. It belongs to the Lord. And all you have to do is continue to be faithful. If God is faithful, then you ought to be faithful. And if you're going to step up, you got to believe. Man, Paul says, first of all, when I look at you, I'm confident of this very thing. Now, this word, this word confident, it's in the perfect tense, which means the perfect tense suggests past completed action, watch this, with the emphasis of continuous abiding results in the present. So what does that mean, pastor? Paul is saying, what happened to you back then? Oh, I wish I had somebody. See, some of us should be further along right now. Some of you should be way ahead of the game. Some of you, come on somebody, listen, you should be further along in this journey. But Paul says, what God started, I'm confident. I have full assurance. Listen, I have no denial. Listen, can I say this? Can I say this about you today? That you will not fail? Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. That you will succeed? That you will overcome? That you will rise above where you are right now? Sickness, pain, suffering, disappointment, doubt? Can I say that I'm confident of this very thing about you? It's up to you. If you step up and you say, man, God has started something in me. Haven't you noticed how things have been going lately? He's been talking to you. How many of you have been talking to you? He's he been giving you signs. 
He's been telling you, and watch this, and even through your brokenness and your brokenness, he's been talking there too. And even through whatever you've been facing, depression, doubt, whatever it may be, God has been speaking, but he says, do you believe that I'm with you? Past completed action with present abiding results. You know what that means? Once I'm saved, and that's just a starting point. So whatever God has for you to do next, it's up to you because he's already done. Come on. Oh, man, you're walking with me. He's already done his part. And whatever he needed to do, it's done. It's finished. It was finished at the cross. Now watch this. Watch what he says. He says, I'm confident of this very thing. And you know why he was confident, right? Because he was looking to the future. You see, if you're still doubting him for your well-being, about your future, about your life, then you may not be fully convinced that he is faithful to his word. My, my, my. Look what he says. I'm confident of this very thing. That what? He. That he who began. You know how many incomplete projects we have? You're not where you're supposed to be yet. And you thought you had arrived there. <laughs> I'm not done yet. I'm not done. I'm learning something about myself right now. That I am not finished yet. That I'm going to maximize every last bit of energy that I have. Because I, I want to step up. I'm I don't want to be on the sidelines anymore. I don't want to be a has-been, a used-to-be, or I should of. Oh, you know what? I'm too old now. You know what? I'm too sick now to do it. While I have breath in my body, while I have the activities of my limbs, while I have a sound mind, while I have good eyes, come on somebody, I'm going to do everything in my power to step up to my potential. Do I have anybody that want to step up to your potential? You can do more. So the next thing is not only he says that he began. That word began means work. So the next thing is you have to recognize what God has started in you. What has he started? What has he started in you? What has he began doing in your life? The moment that you got saved, you ever notice that he started something in you? Something has began in you. 
You don't walk like you used to walk. You don't talk like you used to talk. Sometimes you go back to the places he delivered you from, but you don't go there too often. I wish I had somebody. I'm not naive to know, to say that, oh, I don't go to places I used to go. I already know what's up with that. But God has, the question is, can you recognize it? Can you recognize, man, God started this thing in me. The reason I step up is because I recognize that, listen, I may not be qualified, but God is working on me, so am I going to attempt to do something? I'm going to start doing it. I'm going to start walking by faith. I'm going to try it because as he's working on me, pass, uh-huh, pass action with what? continuous, present, abiding results. And watch this. This word began means that the the, the subject was acted upon by the verb. God. He. He who started a good work in me. He who started, he who began something in me. Saints, God has started something in you. And here's the thing, for you to sit on the sidelines of your life and not give him your best, Mm. and you wonder why we're not happy, and you wonder why we're dissatisfied, but the Philippian church, Paul says, man, I see it. I see that what God started in you, you hadn't stopped yet. And it wasn't just the giving of money, it was their participation in the gospel. In other words, they were all about promoting God's business. Amen. When God's business becomes your business, then God will give you new revelation of what he wants for your life. But until then, he knows your motives. He knows why you want revelation. You want revelation so that you can get the advantage on the situation. But God says if the revelation does not bring you closer to promoting my kingdom and promoting the gospel, then guess what? You won't see it. So watch this. Watch what he says. He says, he who began, watch this now, a good work. Can I tell you something? The work that God started in your life is good. This word work has the idea of a benefit. It is a result of employment. In other words, God started working on you the day he saved you. Actually, he worked on, he'd been working on you the day he created you so that he can get you to come to him. But see, if I'm going to step up, not only must I recognize what God has started in me, but you have to realize that God is preparing you for your calling. Listen, your call may be in the corporate world. Your call may be to reach those people that we couldn't reach. Whatever that calling is, it's linked in to the kingdom. 
So the question is, right, what are you doing? If you're standing on the sidelines and you keep saying, you know what, I can't do that. You know, can I tell you something? You know what the beauty of this is? God didn't ask anything of you. He just began working on you. Come on, somebody. And you know what the beauty is? He knows what you need. Everyone, not everybody's going to be a teacher. Not everybody's going to be a preacher. Not everybody's going to be an evangelist. Not everybody's going to be a deacon. Not everybody's going to be a, a servant. But here's the thing. Each one of you have been given something by God, a gift. And as he's working on you, he wants you to employ that gift in his kingdom so that he can continue working on you before you are activated for work he has to change you and that's what Paul this work here that God started was well, it started at salvation that's the work he started now the process that he's working on is what sanctification and the more sanctified you become, that comes with maturity. And the more mature you become, the more committed you become to him. Paul says, the good work that God started in you, and I'm coming to a close. The Bible says, he will perfect it. That word perfect means to fulfill. To complete, to furnish, to carry out. So what I've been realizing lately is that I've been trying to do what God is supposed to do in my life. God didn't ask, I, listen, listen, I got to get out the way and let God be God. I got to get out the way and let God work on me. The Bible said, listen, some of you, you hit a snag and you quit. You step back. You're like, shoot, that's it. I'm done. Through with that. I didn't try that. <laughs> but you got to step up. And you got to realize, he says, he will perfect it. Who will perfect it? God, it's not up to you. Get out of God's business. Oh, I wish I had somebody. Stay in your lane. Let God, listen, when we take matters in our own hands, we're in God's lane. When things aren't going the way it's supposed to go for you, and you're like, man, you know what? I, I know what I can do. Let me try. Hey, come here, Abraham and Sarah. Here's the, here's the beautiful thing about Abraham and Sarah. God promised it. Give me my next point. Give me my next point before I go there. You must trust God to finish what he started in you. He's going to finish it, y'all. You may have... You may have fallen. You may have drifted on the sidelines. You may have messed up. You know, the beautiful thing about God, he's always available for you to come back. 
You remember when you were on fire for God? When every time the doors of the church was open, you were ready to come down and say, Pastor, pray for me. I, want, I know what I'm going through. You were getting real with yourself. And then all of a sudden, something got in the way of that work that God was doing. And listen, you can stay there as an incomplete project, but God says it's time for you to step up. Next week, I'm going to show you a man who was on his way to do something contrary to God's work and how God changed his life. But he had to be willing to step up. The text says, God will perfect it. Sitting in on the pews, not serving God, not witnessing for God, not spending time with his people, worshiping, growing in him. He can't finish it. You know how he's going to finish it? When you and I have a conversation and, and you and I are talking and you say, you know, this is how I feel. And I encourage you, iron sharpens iron. We encourage one another. We empower each other because, listen, God is going to finish what he started. You better believe Sarah and Abraham, Abraham and Sarah, watch this. They did not believe in the promise. Well, Sarah didn't. She became impatient because she began to look at the external situations around her. That's how the enemy gets us. We start looking at what we call facts. Don't base it on facts. Because the one thing you got to factor in is faith. And what they could not do at 100, God allowed them to do at 100. What they could not do when people say it's all over for you and it's done. And you don't understand God is still working on me. God is still perfecting me. God is still encouraging me. God is still doing his work. And what God started in me, he will finish it. He says that God will perfect it. Now watch this. How many know when Jesus is coming back? Somebody just wrote the other day that Jesus came back somewhere. Um, oh, yeah, somebody said Jesus came back and uh, this prophet, yeah, he said that Jesus came on the stage while they were, while he was doing revival and God, Jesus stepped on the stage. And, and when people walked up on the stage, everybody just fall out. You wonder why we got few people here? Because we're not, we're not into that. We're into truth. And whenever there's truth, the enemy will run from it. He says, God will perfect this, watch this, until, I'm closing, the day of who? Pretty heavy, eh? Can I tell you something? Let me, let me share two things with you. One thing with you. 
It is going to take a lifetime to change you. <laughs> but in this lifetime, you will go through different seasons where you'll, you'll shed off the old immature things. And throughout your life, God will, watch this, God is changing you. God is perfecting you. God is stripping off some stuff out of you. Listen, it's, listen the, the preachers that offer, oh yeah, you, it's going to happen overnight, they're not telling you the truth. You can't have your best life now. This isn't the best life here. The be best life is in heaven. And between that time and that time, God is still working on you. Isn't that good news? It's good news to know that God, listen, that I have somebody that's, that's listen, that's interested in me, that's working on me, that's changing me, that's transforming me, that will never give up on me. When friends let me go, when family let me go, when, when members walk away, God is still working on me. That's the beauty of this Christian life. That's the reason to step up. But the last thing he says, until what? He will perfect us until the what? So let me ask you a question. When is Jesus coming back? So that's good news, ain't it? It's good news for one reason only. Because whether he comes back in my lifetime, mm, hallelujah, or in my children's lifetime, or in my grandchildren's lifetime, we know for certain that he's coming back. But until then, we know that he lives in us. His spirit lives in us. And that you're not alone in this journey. Come on, I wish y'all would keep walking with me on this. Watch this. I, until he comes back, I have someone with me. I have the Holy Spirit in me. But I have God, Jesus, who is going to keep working on me. He's going to keep perfecting me. He's going to keep yeah, yeah, maturing me. He's going to keep fixing me. He's going to pick me up. He's going to turn me around. He's going to place my feet on a solid ground. He's going to sanctify me. He's going to, yeah, Lord, he's going to bless me in the process. He's going to mature me spiritually. The one thing I know is that I will never be alone in this journey. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Yeah, I may be lonely sometimes. I may be depressed sometimes. I may be down sometimes, but Jesus Jesus is always working on me. Thank God for that. So the last thing I want to tell you, if you're going to step up, is that you have to remember that God is faithful to his promise. Faithful to his promises. Abraham, Sarah and Abraham, 
At the end, even when they messed up and they brought in a child of the flesh, God still was good to his promise. You know what I want to say, what I want to leave you with? If God is still good to his promise, right? And all through scripture, whatever he promised, he delivered. Watch this. If he did it then, he going to do it now for you. He says, he, he says, I'm con. The one thing, listen, let me tell you another, another thing about Paul when he said, made this statement. Paul was in a prison, locked up for believing in Christ. Now, I don't know about you, but you lock me up for believing in Jesus. <laughs> I'm going to feel some kind of way, man. I'll be like, man, hold on, man. Hold on, man. Hold on, man. Hold on, man. You know, I've been doing, God, I've been doing, I've been doing my best, Lord. I, I, come on, man. Dang. I've been doing all this stuff. Paul says 39 times I've been lashed. Sleepless nights. In, 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 in threat of my life from brothers, from enemies, from people that say they love me. And here I am saying, oh yeah, I'm confident. Really? Where did you get that confidence from, Paul? Paul says, see, I haven't been looking at my external situations. They are just a distraction. I'm looking at what God has been doing inside of me all this time to get to this place where I'm sitting in a dungeon and I can lift my hands and I can say hallelujah anyhow. I, I, I see God working in Paul and Peter and Silas while they were in prison. And the Bible says, I read that this morning in the book of Acts, how they were in prison. They had been beaten. They had been put into prison. And they didn't just put them into any prison. They put them in protective custody. The Bible says they put them in the inner cell. That's what he paid the price. Today, you and I got to make a, a, a decision. We and I have to come to the place in our journey where we need to ask the question, am I happy on the sidelines? God is at work in me. Am I ready to step up? God, work on me. God, change me. God, deliver me. God, transform me. And if you're willing to step up today, amen.